This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What's up, lady? Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray. Welcome back to the show. And if this is your first time tuning in, lady, I'm so stoked you're here and you and I are kicking it. Today's a solo cast and it's going to be a very important conversation. This is a big conversation because fear is a big conversation. And it's something that if we really zoom out on our lives and take a look at what stops us, take a look at how we get in our own way and the different masks that fear wears, the many strategies that get implored to choose our fear over our fierceness, uh, we can see that fear is generally the thing. It's generally the thing that really gets in the way, that stops us, that has us not living up fully to our potential. And so fear is a really big conversation. And I'm going to do my very best to have a very honest conversation with you today and also a very valuable conversation and sharing some of the things that have really supported me in understanding my fear and working with my fear. Um, and the hilarious thing was right before I hit record on this episode, I was sitting here and I was like, Noticing those little fear thoughts creeping in of, okay, like, like, this is a big conversation. Make sure that you get these like, and I could feel that little tick, 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 tick in the background of the fear brain, the ego mind trying to talk me into or out of things. And this is generally how it goes for us, right? We have this sort of tick, tick, tick thinking of fear and different ways that it shows up. And so I'm going to do a little bit of debunking today, because let's be honest, uh, there is this whole idea of obliterating our fear and being fearless, which is beautiful in theory. And, you know, obviously we are love in its purest form and we can definitely transcend fear. And in our everyday lives in navigating fear in our minds, it can really be almost um, constricting to think that we shouldn't have fear or we can just completely obliterate fear in, in its entirety from our mind. Our mind is probably always going to have a little bit of fear going on. Who knows? While we're on this plane anyways. So particularly if you are an entrepreneur or you are a growth focused human being, which I'm just going to assume you are, if you're listening to this show, girl, you probably already have some ideas about your fear. You've probably got some really juicy self-awareness about this because if you've been pushing those edges and you've been putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, in situations where you've really gotten to witness those fear patterns show up, then you've experienced some of the ways that fear can be and how it can definitely try to be very persuasive. And, um, and just some of the things that you probably know already that you feel comfortable doing. So you have a list, maybe consciously and unconsciously of things that you will feel comfortable doing, and things that you do not feel comfortable doing. And it can be really interesting to notice what is on your list of comfortability and what is not on someone else's list of comfortability. And it just goes to show that these things are not global fears. They're not things that we all have. Um, some of us might feel less fear about certain things while others feel more fear about other things. And we're going to get into that a little bit more as well. And obviously, when we are moving into new layers of our lives, new layers of our goals, new layers of things that we are welcoming in, 
we are going to come up against these invisible barriers of our identity, our ego mind, and how our fear is the sort of gatekeeper in a lot of ways. Um, And it's often where we stop. And if we really look at fear, I mean, I'm not going to go super into this. You guys have all heard this before in terms of fear really being a mechanism to keep us safe. Fear is a very old school, maybe even outdated. It's like if we were, (laughs) if we were on those, like, remember those MacBooks and like the, the Apple computers from like the eighties or like the original ones, they looked like super clunky and crazy. I often think of my fear as that it's like, it's just outdated. It's trying to do its job, but it's just not totally modernized and it's not intuitively led. It's more of this hyper-structured, outdated mechanism. And with that being said, it's still really beautiful. And that's one of the things I really want to share with you in this conversation is that fear is not something we need to work against. It's not this evil force in your life. It's not, you know, when people talk about phobias and all of these, this crazy fear, oh, I'm like strangled by my own fear. I can't take action. Um, Your fear is not there to like purposefully take you out, girl. It's not what it's about. Fear, like anything, can be worked with. It can be understood. It can be really allowed to carve a new pathway and create a new result. And I often think of fear as more information and insight into some of the deeper needs and deeper conversations that are already going on subconsciously in my body. So really looking at the idea just for a moment that your fear is actually just a conditioned reflex. So if you, most of our fears, I mean, come from these younger years in our lives when we were exposed to certain things or we created different ideas and beliefs about ourselves or the world. And then we create these conditioned reflexes that get triggered by people or circumstances or certain kinds of things. And that just response is that predictable behavior. So then we have this certain kind of, let's just call it a wound or a reflex that gets triggered by specific kinds of circumstances, people, words, etc., which creates a predictable outcome of behavior. It sounds really like flat and even sciencey when I talk about it like that. But just understanding that these are conditioned behaviors. These are conditioned responses. So it's not to say I am afraid of public speaking. It just means that you've created, you have this point that when it gets pushed on by certain kinds of experiences and and circumstances, so let's say public speaking, that it creates a predictable behavior. And so this was shown, uh, if you guys have seen, like, there's these new habit formation bracelets that I've seen. Um, They're based on the Pavlov um, science and that it was really about conditioning. So the Pavlov model is famous for demonstrating that if you give a dog something over time and every time that you ring a bell. So if you ring a bell and then you give him a treat and then you ring a bell and you give him a treat. Soon the dog, when you ring the bell, will start to salivate even if it doesn't get a treat, because you're ringing the bell and you're creating that response. And that's often what's occurring in our bodies is that we we think, oh, I'm afraid of public speaking and I've got this, this whole thing and identity wrapped all up in that. And every time I have to do it, I get all this response. And I, it's like we're creating these really well-grooved pathways in our mind where we have the same response to the same circumstance and triggers. And these associations and how we organize these associations in our mind 
is creating the programming, right? So you're literally programming yourself into a loop of fear. And to break that cycle and actually kind of want to take that word break back because it's not really about breaking the cycle. It's about understanding it. So we can look at it and really understand what's going on and then shift that and practice you doing something different. And that's why so many people will say, face your fears, go do the thing that you are afraid to do. Because even if you completely fuck it up, you're still allowing yourself to shift the pattern and that predictable thing where you always back away right? Because if, if like when the person rings the bell, if you always like lean out and you get scared and then you lean out and that's what you always do is you just, you're like, peace out. I'm out of here. I'm not doing that thing. I got triggered. I'm freaked out. Then you're telling yourself over and over and over again that that's what you do. That's your fear response is you avoid or you lean out or you take off or whatever it might be. And so allowing yourself to shift that pattern and show up differently. And so A lot of us obviously are working with these fears um, all the time. You know, for me, I definitely did not previously see myself as somebody who could create a podcast or coach people or lead people or do certain kinds of things that I do now. And so through developing that new groove, that new pattern and allowing myself to do it while scared, that is the key part here, doing it while scared, doing it while in the like discomfort of it. If I had waited for the fear to go away, um, I probably would never have even created this podcast. I probably wouldn't be doing a lot of the things that I do today. And so by allowing myself to choose a different response to the trigger, which was hilarious, because even when I launched this podcast um, and launched Lady Alpha and started doing all these things, I had a coach at the time who's still my coach and who I adore very much. Her name's Cami Peterman. And she, uh, I had declared a date. This is when I'm going to launch the podcast. This is when I'm going to launch my stuff. And right around when that date was coming up, I was like, I'm not ready. I need to push back. I'm freaked out, blah, blah, blah. And I, I had all of my predictable behavior showing up with fear. So it was like, I don't want to do it, trying to create chaos so that I could avoid doing the thing. And that's a really common one for a lot of us is we'll create distractions, create things that have us not have to fulfill on the thing we said we were going to do. Um, so that was pretty funny. And then she was like, just do it anyways. Like hit, hit submit, hit publish, let's do this thing, keep going, I'm not letting you off the hook. And so I had to show up with the shaky knees and do the whole thing and just allow myself to take action. And it naturally created a new way of being around that. So it's really, really important that we understand that your fear is not something that is designed to keep you from getting what you want. It's just designed to keep you in what's predictable. So if you want something that is not in your predictable horizon, your predictable life, you need to be willing, and willingness is the key point here, to address and come face to face with your fears. So I'm going to do a little bit of debunking here because I feel like there's a lot of like weird stuff going on in our idea around fear. And I want to share a little bit around what I find really helpful to think about when I am experiencing fear. So firstly, I want to also give you a little bit of a insight into something that I found really, 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 really helpful, like really times four is to understand the inner child work that goes on with fear. Because we can take all the actions, we can push all the buttons, we can do all the things that freak us out. And we can do it from a place of forcefulness and of just allowing ourselves to just like power through. And I think that is so freaking great in so many circumstances. And really starting to take a look at like, when you're experiencing that fear, like, 
like going inwards and understanding like what part of you, how old were you when you developed this? Where do you go? Because there is this like younger version, this younger little lady inside of you that is just trembling in her boots. And often all she needs is just to be acknowledged and for you to be like, cool, what does she need? You know, and so the inner child work has been quite frankly, quite honestly, some of the most powerful work that I've done around acknowledging my fear and really honoring like the deeper needs in here. So yeah, let's just also remember that this is not about powering through hyper masculine, stepping over the things. It's about honoring where this came from. And maybe it is that three-year-old self, that five-year-old self, that seven-year-old self that is totally freaked out and needs some support and love. And so give her what she needs, girl. So when it is time to shift the pattern of fear and start to really dive in, there is a a distinction here around our languaging. So when we are talking about fear, for instance, even in this conversation, I'm being very mindful of my language because um, it's really easy to identify with fear and say like, I am afraid. I am always afraid of this. I am so in my fear right now. Whatever our language is, just being aware of that because we can really identify with being fear, with being afraid. And the truth is you are not. You are love. You are human. You are magnificent. You're doing a fucking great job. You're just experiencing some fear. And fear is a really cool sign. It usually means that you're coming up against that predictable response and you have a choice to make in this moment around how you're going to be. Are you going to go back into the predictable outcomes of behavior, into the conditioned, well-grooved lines of avoidance or whatever it might be for you? Or are you going to choose something different? So my first thing I want to debunk about fear is that it is not this thing that you shouldn't be experiencing. (laughs) Like when I hear people say like, I shouldn't be afraid. Well, of course you should, because it's completely normal. Saying you shouldn't only denies the fact that you are afraid, right? It just basically says, I shouldn't be afraid. This is bad. This is wrong. This is a problem. And if you're afraid, then you should be afraid because that's what you are and that's okay, right? And just working with your fear to actually acknowledge it and get that it's completely normal. This is totally normal. It's not bad. And to really get to the bottom of it and check in with yourself. Like, what am I actually experiencing fear around? Do I have a fear, worry, concern that's actually in the background that I'm not addressing? And really allowing yourself to choose something. Choose something that is not the predictable thing. So carve a new path. And this can be a beautiful way to release your fear in terms of maybe if you find yourself always carving the path of, you know, going and hiding or avoiding or being hard on yourself or whatever that might be, is actually reaching out. So choose something in that moment because saying that you shouldn't be afraid just denies that you are. And that's okay, right? Because it's completely normal. The second thing that I want to address here is that you do not need to eradicate or overcome your fear. Again, it's feeding into this idea that your fear doesn't belong, right? And while there are so many beautiful ways to work with fear, you don't need to be fearless to take action. You just need to be willing to do the thing anyways. So eradicating fear, trying to figure out your fear, overcome your fear, wait until you're fearless. All of these things are getting in the way of you actually just doing the thing and 
they're actually just fear in disguise. So if you're denying the fear, trying to overcome the fear, trying to eradicate the fear, you're basically in fear that fear is not good. <laughs> so it's basically just more of the same. So it's just the, the the lies that fear tells us, right, is that we have to eradicate it or be ready in some way instead of just allowing yourself to take action anyways. The third thing is that your fear can mean that it's out of alignment. I've heard this a lot for females in the entrepreneurial space who are like, well, it feels really intense, so maybe it's not the right thing for me. And I totally get this. I really, really do. Because sometimes when something is just actually out of alignment, it can feel somewhat similar. But here's the thing I want to offer you here. If you are experiencing fear, it's most of the time resistance, right? It's going to show up as resistance, not misalignment. If it's misalignment, you'd be like, no, not for me, meh. Like it'd be pretty flat. Like when something is not for you, it's very flat. It's not emotionally charged. It's not triggering, right? When when you're experiencing fear, resistance, different flavors of that, it's going to have like a more triggery feeling <laughs> to it. So you're going to know the difference pretty quickly. If you're just like, yeah, whatever, it's not for me, then that's a pretty clear indication that it's just not in alignment for you. If you have an emotional reaction and something's coming up, it is probably a little bit of that fear going on for you. And just really allowing yourself to understand the difference between yes, but and no, because there is a difference. The next thing I want to debunk is that you need to hide your fear in some way or like wash yourself of your fear like this whole idea that if people know you're afraid that you won't be taken seriously or you won't be professional or whatever it might look like in your mind, which all of that I understand because me too, I go that place sometimes too. But the cool thing is you don't actually have to hide it and we all experience it and it's totally normal. And I personally find people who are authentic more trustworthy, more professional, more people I want to be around. Like that's just generally my own experience. And so I've been in situations where I've been really nervous and I've taken on this practice recently where I've just said something like, you know what, I'm actually experiencing a little bit of fear around that and just keep on going. So authenticity is good for you. Just just choose in the moment to be okay with it. Again, hiding it suggests that it's bad or wrong. It's going into that fear, right? And so allowing yourself to be right where you're at, wherever you're at, and be cool with it. The next thing is that I really get that we see fear as this like roadblock. But what if fear was a good indicator of like the fact that you're right there? You're at the precipice. You're at the next layer. And actually allowing it to be that indicator instead of the indicator that you're not ready or you're not worthy or you don't know enough and all these things that we use fear as, but actually allowing it to be the indicator that you are. Because why would you be led to this exact moment? Your highest self would not lead you to address this fear, to feel this fear if it was not something that you were ready to fully embrace and acknowledge. So 
just putting that over there for you. Um, the next thing again is the languaging thing. I really felt this so much. I just want to touch on this again because this has been such a big one for me. I identified as being an anxious person for a long time, as being someone who was like afraid of this and afraid of that. And your language is so much the lock and the key for this. Because if you're telling yourself that you are anxious, oh, that kind of thing makes me afraid, or I get really triggered when I'm in those kinds of environments, or whatever that might be, you're continuing to communicate that predictable pattern to your nervous system. So your language is everything. What you're thinking about in terms of your fear, your anxiousness, your worries, your concerns, whatever those might be, your language is everything. So have containers where you can express freely and be like, this is what's going on for me. But then when you're communicating to yourself and walking yourself through these things, or when the fear comes up, acknowledging it in a powerful way so that you are clear that you are not an anxious person, but you are experiencing anxiety. You're experiencing the feeling. You're not the feeling, right? Feelings keep going. They're like clouds. They just keep going, right? The next thing is fear equals stress equals, oh my fucking God. (laughs) So if you believe that your fear is bad, if you believe that, oh my God, if I freak out, if I have to do this presentation and then I freak out, that's bad. So you see how we're already kind of setting ourselves up to create a stress response. If we're thinking that fear is this like evil gremlin, we're going to act like it and we're going to try to avoid it and we're going to try to resist it. Stress is actually only bad for you if you believe it's bad for you. If you believe that stress and being put in high pressure situations, situations that can grow you and develop you and challenge you and teach you things, then that's how you're going to respond. And this is the essence of stress resilience is to understand that your stress is only going to have the response in your body that you believe to be true. So if you think that stress is powerful for you and being put in high pressure containers provides you with amazing experiences to grow as a human being and that you're going to take whatever you learn and you're going to create something from that, then that's the experience you're going to have. But if you're freaking out about your fear and you're like, this is bad, I shouldn't be experiencing this, fear is wrong, fear is wrong, fear is wrong, then you're going to be in this state of stress and then you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm stressed and this is bad too. And then it's like, oh my God, right? And so instead of just allowing yourself to remember, it's all about remembering that your fear is magic. It's actually just an indicator that you are at the precipice of new territory, that you're pushing on some new new buttons in your life. And that is a beautiful thing. So you can probably hear the lawnmower in the background. Sorry about that. Um, But if you get that, your stress response in the body is a really powerful place to shift your relationship to. If you get stressed, cool. That means that you're actually well grooving those new pathways. The next thing I want to kind of debunk here a little bit is that you need to chase your fears. We hear this a lot, like if you're afraid, that's the thing you need to do. And I think that's great. I do that too, sometimes. But sometimes the things you're afraid of aren't actually going to bring you closer to your goals and commitments. Sometimes just going out to pursue the things that freak you out 
can become more of the same where you're just kind of creating can just situations for yourself to be triggered all the time and be like trying to work through things and trying to distract yourself from the things that you really need to be doing. So if you can kind of hear in some of the things I'm sharing, like fear is really sneaky. If we are actually experiencing fear, sometimes we can create a lot of distractions and we can use things like going bungee jumping or whatever it might be um, to keep ourselves in the chase and not actually creating powerful things in our lives. Um, So just noticing if you are the person who's like, oh, I have to launch this massive thing because this is the thing I'm freaked out about. Is it in alignment with what you said you were going to create? Is it in alignment with your highest and best place to be focused on at the moment? If so, fan-freaking-tastic. If not, it's probably just a distraction from you actually doing the thing because fear comes in all kinds of different ways. The next thing is fear is this real thing. Like, it's like real. (laughs) And nope, it's not. Good talk. Okay, bye. End of episode. But no, seriously, it's this idea that fear is this like tangible thing that like hangs out in your life and it doesn't. Fear is in motion. It's emotion. It is an experience. It is the shadow. It is the thing, right? It's not like this stagnant thing. Like to say that you are a fearful person is very stagnant. It's very final. And that's not how it works. So if you're experiencing fear and you're like, wow, this is so intense and like really going into the realness of it. Just know that the more tightly you cling to the realness of fear, the more it will cling to you. Fear is not real. It is an illusion. And it's a cute illusion. It's this illusion that wants to keep you in your safe box. And it's really cute the way that it does it. So fear wears so many masks, right? And I know for me, when I get freaked out about something, I've gotten to know, and this is something I would really invite you to take a look at for yourself, is get curious about what behaviors you do. What do you do when you get afraid? For me, I do some funky stuff. I make things really complicated, so I'll totally overcomplicate things. I've seen myself do this with clients. I've seen myself do this with like big programs when I was first started coaching. I've seen myself do this with all kinds of wacky stuff where I'll just make it super complicated to distract myself from the thing that I'm afraid of, to sign of sabotage myself. I also um, will avoid. So I will try to procrastinate. I'll create distractions. I'll create all kinds of things that have me not focus on the thing. Fear shows up in all kinds of funky ways. So just get really curious. Like the last time that your fear button got pushed on, what were some of the behaviors that you did? I also do this funny thing (laughs) where I'll like really grasp to the realness of fear and be like, no, this is so, uh," and have like a little like drama meltdown, like maybe a little cry. And I'll like, I'll like cry to my coach about like, no, this is like real, like real, it's real. And like that in and of itself is the thing. It's the behavior that I know to do that gets me some kind of payoff, which is that I don't have to do the thing I'm afraid of, right? For a little while longer anyways. So just noticing what are the things you do, even if you feel like, I don't know, maybe this is not totally a conscious behavior. We often have unconscious behaviors, things that we're choosing on a different level, right? And so really just taking note of what you do when you 
get afraid. Because the more that you know about what you do when you get afraid, the more that you can take the action and have some structures or some things in place that outweigh the resistance, that outweigh the behaviors. So if you know that you're going to try to avoid when you get freaked out, you can put some things in place, like have your coach call you every like two days, or you call your coach every two days, or whatever it might be, having things in place that have you do the thing, even when you're afraid. So but the more you know about what you're going to do, the more you can put those things in place that will really support you. Because Generally speaking, once we're afraid and we're in the trigger, we're not as reliable to have this kind of spaciousness and altitude to be like, oh, yeah, I'm totally doing the thing right now. Mm, You're probably going to be face first in the thing that you're doing. So you're probably not going to have as much awareness about it. So put these things in motion first and have some like foresight about, hey, I'm launching the biggest program I ever have or wow, I'm taking on this new business or this new thing at work. I'm probably going to push on a little bit of fear patterns, right? Like have a bit of foresight so that you can put these things in place and really be supported as you move through those things because fear is sneaky. She's a sneaky one. And also just a like a tip here that I learned um, was, and this was from Dr. Demartini. I can't remember his first name right now, but you guys know the thing. You can look it up on Googs. Um, is to neutralize your fantasy Because everything in the world, everything in our lives is based on pairs. So light and dark, right? We can see this polarity, this duality. And so understanding that if you are experiencing a fear, you're experiencing a heightened reactive response to something, um, that you probably have the other spectrum of that, which is the fantasy. So I'll give you an example about public speaking again. If you were afraid of public speaking or you're afraid of being in this group that you were going to speak at. Um, then just taking note, like, what is the fantasy that you've created about that experience? Is it that you, like, these people in the audience are just, they have these more glamorous lives than you, and they're so amazing, and they're perfect, and they're probably the best public speakers ever, and, like, you have to do well because this is the best event in the world, or whatever the fantasy that you're naturally creating in response to the fear. If we can neutralize that and normalize those things and just take it down a notch because the fantasy isn't real either, it's just something that you're generating in your mind, then it tends to kind of neutralize the fear at the same time. So just taking a look at like, what is the fantasy that I have going on about this situation or experience or person or whatever? And then just took taking a look at like, actually just bringing that back down to size because it's not true. And the more that you create the fantasy, the heightened, the more heightened the fear will be. And if you guys haven't seen Mel Robbins, five seconds, I don't know how you would not have seen this. It's freaking amazing. She's everywhere. But if you haven't, I forgive you. Go look it up. Um, She has this whole, and it's very scientific. It's super cool. It's all about engaging the frontal cortex of your brain, but counting from five, four, three, two, one, right before you do something. So we know that the decisions we make design our lives essentially. And so if we are allowing our fear to be in control and talk us out of the decisions that we want to be making and talk us out of the things that we want to be doing, like if you want to go to the gym and you're like, I'm going to go to the gym. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm not going to go to the gym. That's kind of your fear talking, right? Because what else would be taking you out of that? Your highest and best self knows that you want to be going to the gym. The only thing that would be talking you out of the gym and you're like, no, Stacy, it's my laziness, Stacy. Well, 
I would argue it's actually different masks of fear. It's the different ways that fear is showing up in your life to have you not get the things that you want. And so, because what would happen if you went to the gym every day? How happy would you be? And then how fit would you be? And then how all of these things would you be? And then all of a sudden your fear is like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the limit. I can't be with that much goodness in your life. There's a whole there's a whole other conversation there. But allowing yourself to have different structures in place and this five second rule is super cool where you just count backwards and it engages your frontal cortex and has you get out of the automatic way of being, which might have you not go to the gym and instead get your ass to the gym. So these are just a few ideas for you guys. I hope this has been supportive for you. Really, I want you to know that you can douse, like literally douse your fear with love. Douse your fear with the awareness that your fear is not out to get you and that your fear is okay. It's not bad and it can hang out. And just understanding that the more that you become the master or even just at least the manager of your own mind, it allows you to call the shots. Because when you're in your mind just going on your automatic behavior of I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of this, you're not really calling the shots. The fear has you versus you experiencing the fear. So remembering that you are actually calling the shots. And if you are going through a time in your life where you are challenging these edges, remembering that this is this is the juice. This is the juicy stuff. If you're getting freaked out, if all your buttons are getting pushed, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> you're alive. How amazing is that? So your nervous system is having these responses because it, it, it is having these responses. It's not having these responses because you suck. It's having these responses because you're experiencing the full range of your humanness. And the more that you can start to really claim and remember and choose that you get to choose how you feel and you get to reprogram your body, reprogram your mind, reprogram your experience of how you do these things that you do find rather intimidating or really fearful that you get to actually experience the long-term results of those things. So just remember, it's all a process. The fear is not you. You are experiencing the fear and you can keep going even with the fear in your back pocket. Love you guys so much. Hope you had a wonderful uh, time listening to this. And also, I would love to hear what you are going to do with some of this information, because otherwise, it's just more information. So let me know, shoot me a DM on Instagram, shoot me a message, I'd love to hear what you are going to take on and the thing that you have been not doing, because your fear has been talking you out of it. What are the things you're going to do? What are you going to lean in on? Are you going to let yourself take that new action? Are you going to let yourself launch that thing even though you don't feel ready? Are you going to let yourself do whatever it is that's on your heart to create and really allow fear to actually just not be in the driver's seat? I would love to hear from you. So lots of love, ladies. We'll talk to you soon. 